All right, it's 7.30. This is Morgan, and welcome to the Gospel of Two Wheels, number 57, where we're going to talk about steering stabilizers and all sorts of whatever else you guys want to talk about. Um, I like what we've been doing recently with um, people sending in... I'm getting my questions out here early. Uh, and obviously, please, live, send me questions. We'll talk all kinds of things. Eric, Brianne, what's happening? Um, but I really like the fact that you guys are chiming in a, a bit early on questions. That helps me get ready. So let's start with those. Chris Drake Sr. says, many people, so back up. We're talking about steering stabilizers on motorcycles, okay? There we go. <laughs> and right now I'm talking generically about all steering stabilizers. We'll go down the wormhole of what stabilizer and all that here in a bit. Um, <laughs> Matt Andreas, what is a steering stabilizer? Never used one. Um, never used a hydraulic clutch either. Uh, I highly recommend the hydraulic clutch. It's. I wish that all the brands would put that on there because it is brilliant. Um, steering stabilizer. Let me start with a little story from my friend Fritz Cadillac. Uh If you don't know Fritz, he's a many, many times gold medalist in ISDE and just super badass on a dirt bike. And when I worked for him, I remember ordering a steering stabilizer, wanting to, I don't know, talking about one, wanting to get one. And he admonished me. He said, if you're strong enough, you don't need a stabilizer. You don't need a stabilizer. And I'm like, okay, well, at the time, I was just learning how to ride and anything. Um, so that's a story from a super duper amazing rider who says you don't need one. Um, I'm going to go into that because... There's some truth to that. There's some, in my opinion, falsehood to that. But let's start with Chris Drake Sr.'s question um, or statement. It's a question. Uh, many people say these are absolutely unnecessary and somewhat of a gimmick. The proper setup of a bike will yield the results people say they get with stabilizers. If you are on the belief that this is not true, please explain why by going through how and what they do exactly and how they improve the bike beyond proper setup. Great question, Chris. Thank you so much for chiming in. Um, I appreciate that. So it's a very well-formed question. Okay, I let me start by saying that proper bike setup and suspension setup, and I don't necessarily mean custom valving, but like clickers and sag and things like that are the most important thing to do to your bike first. And I say that because stabilizers are about $500. Um, setting your bike up could be free, right? If you know what you're doing, or you've got friends that know what you're doing, or you can come to my shop, we set SAG for free. Um, no matter who you are, no matter, I don't care if you're from Tennessee, you come in, I'll set your SAG for free, help you get it dialed in. Same with your clicker settings. Uh, so setting up a bike really well will help stabilize the motorcycle, right? Because what a steering stabilizer does is it basically is like a shock absorber for your steering. It, it helps control how quickly or how slowly the steering head turns. Um, I do 100% believe that bike setup can help get rid of a lot of problems with steering head issues. Um, especially if you're getting a lot of speed wobble, things like that. That's probably more of a bike setup thing than a steering stabilizer thing because bikes shouldn't do that if set up properly. Um, lots of problems with the steering and stability of a bike come from 
improper sag setup and honestly it's crazy you can change a lot by moving your back wheel forward or back so if you're a woods rider you want to push your wheels far forward as you can so set the chain length and whatever as far forward as you can get the thing um, to shorten the wheelbase and make that bike turn better in the tight woods if you're a desert racer and you're going fast you want to put the longest chain on there that you can obviously um, and stretch that thing out because it lengthens the wheelbase also the rake of the bike makes a big difference so the further forward your front wheel the more stable at speed but the slower it's going to steer the further back the faster it's going to steer but the less stable at speed um back to fritz's comment about whether you know whether or not you need it. if you're strong you don't need it so the truth in that is that your body your brain and all your muscles can react faster than the oil and valves inside that steering stabilizer that's just truth right um, if you're in good shape, reactions are working well, all that stuff. It's just true. But here's the flip side. At the end of a day of long, hard riding, especially at speed, like out in the desert, when your body has had to compensate for all that stuff all day long, you're going to be way more tired if you don't have a steering stabilizer. Um, so, and another question that I have is, do you run one? The answer is yes and no. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't run one on my small bike, my YZ250 or the KTM 250 uh, two-stroke or the YZ450. I absolutely have one on my XR650 for going fast out in the desert. Um, and I, so it's it, I'm torn because if people are trying to set their bike up and whatever, I really think you need to look at bike setup um, tire pressure or mooses if you have that things like that before you just buy parts to bolt on the bike to try to fix a problem um, because it may be that there's a bigger problem than just needing a steering stabilizer um, for me I I used to run a stabilizer all the time 100% of the time I always had one and then I needed to lower my bars at one point because I, anyway, I thought I, I want to try lower bars. I want to see what's gone. And the easiest way to do that was to take the steering stabilizer off because I had the bars on top of the stabilizer. So take the stabilizer off, bolt them down low, and go. And I was amazed that it just didn't seem to make any difference. Like the bike, and I had at that time, I had finally learned how to set up a bike. And this is years ago, um, but also years after I started riding and taking it seriously. And I finally had learned how to set up a bike. And so I take the stabilizer off and bang. I didn't, I was like, wow, I barely even noticed that. So I ditched it um, on my little bikes because it's a—it's money I didn't need to spend. I could take that money and buy tires and gas, which was the recommendation from Fritz when I asked him how to go faster was buy tires and gas. You'll learn to go faster if you go through lots of tires and lots of gas. So, um, so I don't think they're a gimmick necessarily, but I do think that uh, proper bike setup is important to get started. Eric Cancier, I use the KTM PDHS system. Tried taking that off and just using the stabilizer, but hated it. Took the stabilizer off and went back to the rubber mount. Might try the XC gear setup. Hate how some raise the bars too high. I'd rather have the rubber mount than stabilizer. Okay, there we go. So the stabilizer, the thing about the stabilizer um, the 
is that it's not going to reduce like the hit or that that kind of fatigue. It's reducing the input from keeping the bar straight. Um, John Hatch. Would a stabilizer make no hand landers safer and easier? Yes, 100%. Uh, Roger Hurd says, SoCal Desert or Mexico, you need one? I agree with that, 100%. If you're racing in Southern California um, or in Mexico at those speeds, 80 miles an hour, 70, 80 miles, 90 miles an hour, I 100% believe that a stabilizer is a good choice. I raced out there without one. Um, I didn't die, but it was terrifying. Um, Eric can't see I do tighten the steering nut as well. So that, I do not like that. I mean, you do whatever you want to do, Eric, but I don't like that answer um, because, and maybe you're just joking, but there's lots of problems with that. Um, I'll go into that. Shane McNabb, the way a person grips their handlebars has a lot to do with the way the front end reacts. Yes, 100%. If you are gorilla man on the handlebars, versus being nice and loose and easy on the handlebars, things are going to change, right? So Bryce Davis, what's happening? George Pennington. I worked at Scott's at the time the stabilizer came to be. They were originally imported by High Point and White Brothers. Scott and his buddies were racing Baja at the time, and they were a valuable addition to the XR600. Those companies were unable to adequately penetrate the market and drop them. At the same time, pick up the ball, as well as you can see where it went. Is literally the first. I was literally the first rider to run D, District 37 uh, with speed across the valleys increased so much. It wasn't even fair when I came an intermediate expert in just a few races after them. That was back in '86. Good times. So um, that goes. So George, 100%, dude. Um, uh, ta -ta -ta -ta, Ed, uh, so Ed Hall has. It's not really a question, but a statement on our Facebook uh, questions. Says you don't know how much they help till you remove it. I ride mostly faster desert stuff with lots of rocks. Um, so here, let me give you a little bit of something um, that. So obviously conditions change, riding styles change, things like that. In Colorado, like in Western Colorado where we live, honestly the stabilizer is less important out here, especially up in the rocks and the mountains and things like that. And that's where I, that's the place that I kind of, I, I like the most, I guess. And so, um, that's why I decided to get rid of my stabilizer because I could save money on progressive bikes, not buying one because in the really tight stuff, you, I, you know, it didn't matter. Right. Um, but I will say that if you have a good stabilizer and I 100%, 1000% think that Scott stabilizers are the only one to buy. If you're gonna purchase one, if you're gonna go spend money, Scott Stabilizer, hands down, best money you can spend. Um, they beat every other competition by so far. Uh, GPR Stabilizers are okay, but I don't like them. Uh, WER Stabilizers, I don't even know if they exist anymore. They were okay, but whatever. Um, the the Honda one, someone asked about this, the little Honda one that goes behind the number plate that they put stock on some of their bikes. I don't know if they still do that, but anyway, there's a bracket you can buy to put that on a bike on a KTM or anything else. Hang on one second, guys. That's a pretty cool stabilizer, but here's the reason I like Scott's and the reason that I think that they are a good addition to a bike. And actually, I'm seriously considering putting one on the YZ450 um, because even with it set up and suspended really well and working really good, it seems a little twitchy. And maybe I can lower the or raise the amount of sag. So 
drop the bike and maybe that'll help fix it. But um, is that Scott's has a high and low speed damping control. None of the other ones that I know of have that ability. I think you can revalve them, but whatever. <laughs> that seems like a giant waste of time and money. So Scott's has the ability to adjust the high and low speed. So the problem I had was with like a GPR or before I knew how to adjust a Scott's is I would turn the damping up when I would go fast, right? And I'd try to go fast out in the desert. It would feel good, but then, you know, we'd go diving into the rocky stuff because that's the thing out here in the Montrose area. You can be pinned across the whoops, turn a corner, and then there's a whole bunch of rocks. Um, and we go into those rocks and then I would be fighting that stabilizer to, to work the thing through the rocks. And I was like, ah, so I'd turn it back down and then turn, anyway, it was, well, it turns out <laughs> that Scott's has a fix for that in their stabilizer that I didn't know about at the time. Um, so you can turn the damping, the overall damping way down, which is what I do. And then you can increase the spike control or high speed damping. And I think that is where the, this whole the question that Chris Drake Sr. posed about is it a gimmick? That is where this thing is not a gimmick, right? So you can turn the overall damping down if you don't want any resistance to your normal steering. And you can, really can't even tell. But you can up the spike control so when you do come out of a big turn and get on the gas and you hit that rock that you didn't see or that bush or whatever, it catches that. You go bam and hit it and instead of yanking the bars out of your hands, or, and I don't care how strong you are, that can happen, or sending you in a tank slapper, something like that, it catches that hit. And that is the brilliance, in my opinion, of the Scott Stabilizer, because that is huge. Uh, Roger Hurd said, I have the same box since 1990. Uh, just, yeah, just buy mounting kits. That's the cool thing too. Once you buy one Scott's, you're done. Uh, Jeremy Schoening, Ryan Oberlander, uh, Eric Brand stabilizer saved my butt in the Baja several times, but I do not use one when riding Enduros. There we go. So, so that's the cool thing, though, Eric. If if you had a, and I'm sure you do have a Scott's. If you have one, though, and if you don't have two multiple bikes, like I said, you can just back the normal thing down and uh, and keep the spike control up or lower it too. Most people don't know how to fiddle with the spike because Scott's kind of tells you not to because you can really screw it up. But that's what's under the little black cap. If you pull that black cap off, there's a flat blade there and you can um, fiddle with that. Shane McNabb, I became a firm believer in the steering damper after road racing at Hallett. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's a rough piece of road. By the way, Shane, are you coming to the gold rush? Let's do it. Um, yeah, I heard I don't like GPR at all. Alec Moorfield, Javier, Kipasso, Todd York, uh, Matt Andreas. 2002 KX250 has the most choppy front end I've ever rode. Uh, Willie Watts says he's never had one. Yeah, so like they, it, I, I think if you're a rel, I shouldn't even say fast. If you like riding a lot, right, it's, an, it's another part that can help with fatigue uh, at the end of the day. Again, even if your bike is set up perfectly, you're, there's tiny inputs happening all the time and you know, and your brain is adjusting for that when you hit a rock here, you know, like that. And and another thing I want to talk about actually really quickly is that it's not just rocks. So in deep sand, I found that they're magical when you're and not at necessarily at speed. I mean, speed they're good too, but in deep sand, 
if you're going into a turn, right, and you're like hard on the hard on the brakes to get shut down for the turn, and you input the bike and you get back on the gas, a lot of times, and again, bike setup can help with this, but even if your bike is set up well, if you get a little too hard on the front brake and a little far forward on the bike and the front end starts to go down, starts to knife, and again, I mean, yeah, if you're riding perfectly, maybe this doesn't happen, but let's be honest, uh, for all if we're all honest, at the end of a race, we're all getting tired. Um, and it starts to knife, that stabilizer can help with that too. And help with that front end knifing around and keep you from pitching over the bars, which I find to be quite handy. Um, again, I don't have one on my little bikes, so um, but I am considering getting one for the YC450. Overlanda, I want one, but don't want to spend the money not knowing what I'm getting into. I also have to deal with head shake a couple minutes... <laughs> a year fair enough the uh um so the that's just it like you my overall take home for this thing is that no one has to have one right i mean malcolm smith and all those jn roberts and all those dudes raced for a long time going really fast across the desert without them but uh, with a well set up bike, it can be a really nice addition to making the bike just more comfortable to ride for long days. Um, uh, Shane, I'm stoked that you're going to be there. Uh, ba -ba -ba -ba. Um, so Chris Drake, how often should you service them, uh, Scott specifically? I think every year, okay? Now, most people don't do that. I honestly, I don't do that. <laughs> I've got mm, the stabilizer on my 650 is in dire need of it but it's just like fork oil if you've ever taken one apart um in, uh, yeah it's pretty cool actually you take the thing apart it's it, the whole thing in a weird way looks an awful lot like a uh fork right the shim stack and things it's not different but it, it works the same way right so there's basically fork oil in there um and seals and shims and and holes and and things like that and that control it and so and little little pins just like the the rebound adjuster compression adjuster on your forks and shock so uh that thing if you think about it moves back and forth a freaking million times while you're riding every time you ride and tiny bits of debris get in there clog up the oil or whatever so i think every year um it's not very expensive Todd York, you do need a 650. Everybody on Earth needs an XR650R, in my opinion. Tom Height, what's happening, Sheldon Crob? So, I like. Here's another thing about servicing. I know we're kind of all over the place, but here, because uh, that's a great question, Chris, about uh, servicing, is if you don't service it, what happens is when you take it apart, the body of the the um, stabilizer will be worn out and what happens is like i said as a thing moves back and you know the little sweep moves back and forth and pushes oil back and forth little bits of aluminum get in there bits from the the seals anyway debris and things as that goes back and forth enough that debris starts to wear the aluminum even more and blah blah next thing you know you're buying a new how basically buying a new stabilizer Scott's is actually super awesome, and if your body is worn out, they give you a smoking deal on getting one replaced. So it ends up being a lot cheaper than buying a whole stabilizer, but still, it's more than you should have to spend. 
Uh, I think that Scott's only charges like 60 bucks to service it, and they put all new seals, all new everything. Um, we rebuild them at the shop. Uh, we charge about the same, I think, um, but it's not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's not horrible. You can do it under oil, which means you have, that's so you get all the air out. Uh, but unfortunately, what that means is you have to waste a bunch of oil because it's, you know, it gets contaminated. With, anyway, so um, honestly, uh, I just send mine out to Scott's now. I don't even do it myself. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a shame. I have, I've had both of mine for 10 years. I've never serviced them. Service it. You'll be, you'll be blown away, actually, at how much better it works. Um, Bill Butt. I finally bought a Scott's a couple years ago. Really like it. Thanks for the info. You bet, Bill. George Pennington. I like... George, thank you so much for watching and commenting because you have a lot of good information. The most common misconception is that stabilizers prevent head shake. Yeah, and that proper bike set will prevent that. Back in the 80s, there was some truth to that as the bikes, particularly Hondas and Suzuki's, had steep geometry and spindly forks. Fork flex had more to do with the head shake than anything else. These days, bikes don't have that problem, so it's a moot point. The number one reason to have one is for the high-speed circuit that controls the spike that hits as you correctly, as you correctly, thank you, I correctly explained. Um, it's the difference between a side glance of a rock on the trail forcing you to make a correction or just rolling along like nothing ever happened. Multiply by that by the thousands of times you may hit a root or rock during an enduro or a spirited trail ride. 100% dude. Um, so just, just orifices, thank you, Javier, there's no shims. Um, yeah, thank you very much for clearing that up. The, uh, Alan Brown, Spencer Sutton, what's happening? Uh, da, 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 da. Todd York says, I have two Scots sitting on my shelf. I'm too lazy to install them on my new bike. Hey Todd, if you're super bored of looking at one, you can send one to me and I'll put it on our YZ450 rental bike. And anytime you come out, you can ride that bike for free. Uh, so yeah, like... I think they're awesome. I think they're great. Like I said, I don't ride super duper uh, high speed stuff anymore. I'm 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 afraid. <laughs> uh, I do. I actually I really enjoy going fast. So like I said, I'm probably gonna set that 450 up and get a stabilizer on it and set it up for desert racing and take it uh, to an, a hare and hound next year. Um, let's see. Todd York asked, have you ever equipped a KTM with a Honda Progressive Stabilizer? Yes, I have. Um, I haven't really ridden one. He asked if it's good or bad. I haven't really ridden. I put one on. I think it's a pretty cool idea because it's small and tiny. And uh, I, yeah, I think it's not a horrible way to go. I would like that better than a GPR. Uh, <laughs> Cody Flath says, is it worth having one with the average speed of two miles an hour? That is awesome, dude. Ha! <laughs> uh, no. Um, let's see. Daniel Malone talking about how he and Dory run Scots on KLXs. Um, basically everything they have. And anyway, he likes it because, again, like George explained and I explained, that spike control to keep it from uh, flapping, flopping down on the ground. Um, John Botello, do you run one? If so, which one and why? I think we've covered that pretty well because of the, the Scots. I... I won't put anything else on. Like, if, I mean, if someone wants me to install something, I will. Matt Simpson, what's happening, dude? How's the knee? Are you back on your dirt bike yet? Shelly Dorn, how you doing? Um, uh, Javier says the Fender Mount Scots is better for woods riders. Right on. Um, I'm, I don't know why. Maybe 
maybe that works better because it's just a gym, different geometry. Um, but the, here's my problem. I don't like the fender mount because I crash too much. Uh, I'm just going to be honest there. And that thing would come off of my motorcycle. <laughs> um, I like them under the bars if at all possible because that protects the stabilizer. Uh, I don't actually like how high it raises the bar. So nowadays on my XR, I've got it on top of my uh, flex bars, but then I have the the bars coming up. Anyway, that protects it. So that seems to work well. Matt Simpson, you're close. Let me know when you're ready to ride and I want to ride with you. Um, bad, I think that'll be fun. Uh, so yeah, any other questions about stabilizers? I feel like we covered it pretty well. Like it's definitely not a necessity, right? It's just never ever a necessity. But, well, unless you're racing professional, like, anyway, whatever. It's not a necessity for us. Most normal people spending the 500 bucks is not something you absolutely have to do to make your bike work right. But if you have the extra money and you want a more, I shouldn't say relaxing ride, but a more uh, safe and less um, physically stressful ride, I think they're great. That being said, you come look at my bikes, I don't have one on there. Um, well, I don't have a lot of money either, so <laughs> so that's part of the problem. But um, I do have, like I said, I have one on my XR650 that we raced down in Mexico, and I, anyway, I think they're awesome. Um, Todd York, it's 63 in Oklahoma, time to ride, yes, right on. Uh, Shane McNabb, I found mine works the best when I'm riding in creek bottoms with different sized rocks and trying to go fast as I can, as, as trying to ride as fast as I can. The bike is definitely more stable for sure. And it's not like, I would definitely say, um, back to Chris's original question, which I think is one of the best um, formed questions that we've had. Uh, I do not think they are a gimmick. I do think that proper bike setup and suspension setup is is more important or should maybe not more important well i do think it is more important but also should be done first because then then when you add a stabilizer it's helping correct that side glance and things like that like george was talking about so um helps you go faster longer and i think we can all agree that that's a good thing roger heard cody devore what's happening uh so yeah I hope you guys like that show. Um, any other questions? We've got another minute or so here, and then I got a boogie because I got a YZ250 to put all back together. Um, we, I did not shoot videos of that, so unfortunately that's not gonna be on YouTube. But uh, yeah, we rebuilt the crank, piston cylinder, put a 265 big bore in it for a customer, and yeah, we're stoked. It's gonna be fun. Uh, also, doing steering, or, uh, Swing arm bearings, shock bearings, shock rebuild, uh, yeah, lots of things. That's gonna be a sweet bike when we get done. Tonight, guys, Peach Valley, 5.30. If you're in town, let's go ride. Um, the, let's see, uh, Todd York, uh, I'm out, the mountain bike trails are calling my name. Have a great day, right on, dude. Uh, Mike Drury, how you doing? All right, it's eight o'clock, guys, I gotta go. Thank you so, so much for watching and joining in on this live feed. It means a ton. Uh, honestly, we had a big, big, uh, big group today. Guys, thank you so much, Javier, for your expertise with the shims and your suspension knowledge. George, with the knowledge of all the steering stuff. 
uh, the Scott stuff from being back there in the day. Roger, for all your experience in the desert, I appreciate that. And all of you guys, for all of your comments, it means the world to me that you guys take the time out of your day to watch me babble on at a camera. And uh, yeah, it means a lot. Punk Rock Club, boom. Thanks for sticking around. Give me the horns. Uh, guys, get out there, spread the gospel of two wheels. Uh, yeah, I mean, seriously, what's better than dirt bikes? I, I mean, there's some things, but not a lot of things are better than dirt bikes. <laughs> so uh, get out there, spread the gospel of two wheels, spread joy and happiness in the world. And no matter what you do, I don't care what you got to do, find some time to ride your dirt bikes! <laughs>